0: Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: Good evening, guys, and welcome back to The Vision. Formerly known as Court Vision, but changed to The Vision now. We're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, X, and 961 Allen. This is Killian and Vito. Welcome back.
0: Welcome. Uh, So, Killian. Would you like to explain to the viewers why we have changed from the court vision to the vision? Yeah. So
1: recently decided to stop playing basketball. Still involved though. Um, Still commentating, but I've decided to switch to track um, for now, for my next three semesters, I guess now. Um, Just some things just thought it would be be better for me uh, schedule-wise and stuff. I've got a a lot of opportunities coming up with an internship and stuff. So just fit better in my schedule and, you know, yeah. just felt right for me right now so yeah.
0: you want to tell the viewers what event you're doing uh yeah so I'm currently high jumping and
1: uh when outdoor season starts I'll throw javelin as well uh yeah what's so. your experience with those uh limited, limited? I've done okay. it a little bit in middle school but um honestly I don't know I just went to them and was like hey I'm just looking to try something new and they gave me these two events and said look we'll see what we can do with these and yeah it's been pretty fun so far i've been Working a lot on high jump technique, uh, a lot on steps and like arching over the bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's been fun. I will but, say this, uh,
2: you look like a you look like a high jumper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty athletic <laughs> in general. So
2: pretty sure I could do anything, most things, but uh, no, it's been fun. What's the uh, do you have a record for high jump so far? No. Or something you're striving for? Or are you just like kind of picking up?
1: Yeah, so I don't have spikes at the moment. So okay. it means I can't jump. Mm-hmm. I can't do a full approach, but I can do a six step approach. And with that, I've been able to scissor six, about six foot. So it's looking good, good so far. Um, most of the other guys that I'm jumping with, they're clearing about six, eight, six, nine, some of them 6'10". Ah, uh, So that's definitely a goal for me. Um, but honestly, look, it's something new, something fun. So we'll just take it as it is and we'll have fun with it. So,
2: yeah. Pretty good start. You yeah. can get over six foot. Good start. I just, just kind of picking it up. So yeah, just
1: that. picking it up. Uh, a lot of it as well is just technique there's a lot of technique stuff that it looks smooth when I, when I look at other people because they've just been doing it for so long and i'm trying to do it and i don't know it's taking a while to get all that but uh so yeah.
2: what is uh what is kind of the excitement for track then what are you really looking forward to since it is something kind of new for you
1: yeah it's just new it's a new personal challenge and it's more of like a obviously it's an individual sport so mm-hmm. you're just competing against yourself so it's just trying to get better every day uh, when I finally do jump and see what height I can actually jump, it's just getting higher and higher and higher. So,
2: Did they recruit you? Or did you kind of go up to them? Because you know they a, have a good track program. At yeah, that. it
1: was kind of a mutual thing. Uh, I know Zach, you know Zach Vi. Mm-hmm. He spoke to me over Christmas um, and told me, look, if I wanted to join, all, he had to, all I had to do was just text his dad and go talk to him. So that's what I did. And then we just went from there. So, yeah. Uh, also been enjoying, really enjoying commentating recently. So that's something that I've kind of found a love for and really enjoyed. Uh just got done with the women's game tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: yeah. Is that your first time calling the game or have you done it before?
1: Uh so I actually got a got a random text. The the person that was commentating before, uh, they were trying to commentate a high school tournament and they they were struggling with their voice. Ooh. They had a cold. Um so they just put out like a a text message on Snapchat just on their story like, hey anybody's free and wants to help out so text back and did three games that first day came back did another four the second day um and then i think i've done maybe five or six oh so you've been doing six. a lot of games yeah, lately. i've just been
0: doing it <laughs> brandon have you had a chance to listen to him? uh no because i'm usually down on the court but he did get to commentate one of our craziest games that at least i've been a part of
2: Okay, let me pull up the don't schedule, and then uh, let's break this down. Which game? Okay,
0: uh, it was against Briarcliff. It was pretty recent. Four
2: overtimes. <laughs> oh, Yeah, yeah that was
0: did you guys win? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. That's, yeah. that's a lot of OTs. A so. whole another second, another a whole another half played of basketball halves. played. Played
1: three halves of basketball. It was it was well.
0: And if you look at the box score, you can see like, oh, what's his name? They're one dude, Briarcliff. That's um um. Fifty five.
1: 55.
0: Stillwell. Stillwell, yeah. Stillwell played like sixty minutes. Cooper Sheldon played like fifty nine minutes. Yeah, Brady. Uh, probably Brady played like fifty five at least. Brady, how much did Brady have
1: that game? Oh, I he think had, he had like forty. Forty, yeah. 41 forty one. Forty one. Yeah, forty one. <laughs> yeah, That's his record as well. His record before that was thirty six. Yeah.
2: Um, I will say the four overtimes, five assists. Come on, Brady. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Shout out to Brady, getting the dub. Uh, yeah, he was yeah, is... forty one points. It was in the first half. Briarcliff scores 30, Don 28. Second half, they score 31, Don 33. Yeah. First overtime, 12-12. Second OT, 9-9. Nine, nine. Third overtime, 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> Fourth overtime, enough is enough, and Don wins by three. Yeah. You can yep. tell the legs were falling
1: out
0: because the
2: point oh, total yeah. just got lower and lower. Well, yeah. they, the had a,
1: they had a, a fast break in the third overtime, and this guy smoked this wide open layup.
0: At oh. the buzzer. At the buzzer as well.
1: I was literally up in the, in the box commentating. I was like... I saw the pass going I was like, oh, that's game over. Then he smoked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, that was a long night. Even still before the girls game, they had uh, 61 fouls. It
2: was 61 crazy. fouls? How long did that game take? It was nuts. They had loads of people fouling out. <laughs> I was going to say, could they finish the game? 61 fouls. There's only were, yeah. how many players are on the roster. That's a lot of fouls to be handled. That was out. a lot of fouls. Our game started around like
0: four. It ended at like 7 yeah. 15, And the girls
2: started at like 2 30. Yeah. How upset were the coaches? Because I don't care if the calls are going your way. 61 calls. I mean, is a yeah, lot. they were going both
1: ways, to be fair.
2: But no one wants to watch it. Was a,
1: it was a high pressure game. The other team were pressing a lot. And our girls had just grabbed the ball and ripped through contact. And the refs were just calling everything like any kind of contact on a rip through, or like mm-hmm. if they went to, to grab the ball and they got arm, it was instantly called
2: let me ask you guys this because you know killian uh you're still in love with the basketball world you've been commenting on games brandon obviously being part of a team when it comes to refs uh, and basketball (laughs) do you worry that we're catering a little bit too much to the offense because if you actually look at the rules that are coming out the rules are trying to limit what the offense is doing but as players get better um, it still kind of feels like the refs are catering a little bit towards it despite the rules being what they are and they're actually all kind of trying to help the defense out a little more but we can't Seem to get a good it, proper fit on it.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a lot harder because they just came out with a rule this year with the charges. Yeah, I was you about know, to say that. Yeah, That's it, like you have to be like you have to be there for like five seconds at least. <laughs> Pretty much it have seems to be like, set before they cross. Yeah, the a whole <laughs> minute before they even <laughs> get there, and oh, you know it, that that just screws over so many defenders. It does. Like especially when there's like guys that just put their heads down and you know just drive just at a hundred into- miles per hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean
1: yeah they have we had a couple calls today in the girls game they had like two charges in a row but and as well something that's weird over well it was weird coming from Europe to the States you guys don't have that uh the pickup rule like if you get slapped in your motion on a layup like you can
2: still take your steps and finish
1: yeah it'll still be an M1 yep but here it's like you would literally have to be just shooting the
2: ball Mm -hmm. which is kind of I kind of like that one a little more it, it's tough because it goes both ways, right? Is, there's because there's certain times where it's like they force the gather step to get the n one. yeah. And it's like you were looking to pass that yeah. one off. And you that's where in Europe rules, it's nice because you don't get this stupid, I'm going to flick it up last moment. Now I'm on the line. Like yeah. you had no faith in that shot going in. But I mean, Brandon watching the NBA and both of you guys, even in Europe, probably don't see it as much in Europe. Uh, but that last second, try to flip it up. It's ugly to watch.
1: Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Especially when they're just looking for contact, just flying mm-hmm. people. It's... I do worry about that with the NBA. They got to yeah. get a hold on that somehow. It's yeah. just not fun basketball to watch.
1: They've also really um, been really strict with people landing in uh, people jumping into people's landing space as well, especially mm-hmm. on three-point shooters.
2: That one I'm okay with. Yeah. They've been hard on that. A that dumb the way to roll ankle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. What are know. some of the roles that you think they could be adjusted or tweaked when it comes to your guys' collegiate level right now? I'm always a little iffy on the hand checking. I almost feel like defenders should yeah. be allowed to hand check a little yeah, more. I think so. It's, it's so impossible sometimes to play if they got a really good skilled point guard with good ball handles. Like that's why the NBA is so out of control. Yeah. If you can't put any hands up at all, a little hand check, good luck trying to get in front of anyone. I mean, you yeah. can only test someone off for so long. Exactly. It right?
1: hurts as well, especially yeah. if people are going at you. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, if it's not, as long as it's not like a shove or like a push, mm-hmm. I reckon you should be able to keep contact.
2: I think so too. Yeah. That,
0: that was one of the biggest things for me at uh, high school. I, like I I could get away with hand checking. Oh yeah. And I'd always do it. And, but now like when I came to college, I like my first JV game, every hand check I put out was a foul. And I was like, <laughs> well, I can't really do much here.
2: Yeah. There's the, the hand check. They will catch you on that instantly. If yeah. they're not calling it in high school, as soon as you get to that college level, it's going to happen every yeah. time. But I still feel like there should be a little more leeway. Yeah. You know, like, if you kind of got, like, it's, sometimes it's even if they're just bringing up their arm and they're not trying to arm bar, but yeah. just the natural position, they'll still call a hand check on that. And yeah. to me, it's like, that's just a guy trying to fight to the same spot as the offensive player. Was that the hardest role for you to adjust to? Was the hand check?
0: Yeah, probably. Okay. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Because, um, at least for, for me, I, I'm definitely... stronger offensive player than defense never enjoyed defense in high school at all (laughs) always got matched up on their worst offensive player just because just so i can focus on the offensive Mm -hmm. side hey you can
1: guard when you want to
0: when i want to yeah
2: key words (laughs)
0: effort yeah all it takes is some effort but you know it's hard Mm -hmm. it was it was definitely hard trying to adjust to that
2: what was the hardest rule for you to adjust to coming from europe to the american side Uh, it might have been the gather step because that is probably weird to kind of understand we're so used to it like you're seeing guys line up for an and one and you're like that was way after the whistle
1: yeah uh that was weird to get used to um
2: you guys kind of got some of the rim rolls because you guys can play the ball yeah you as tip it off
1: the rim i was about to say that as well Mm -hmm. not that that's
2: probably more so when you get to the seven footers like pro yeah. pro leagues where you got so many high risers that as soon as it's on the rim it's going to be a rebound or they're putting it back in
1: yeah um you guys have longer shot clocks we play 24 seconds you guys right. play 30 and it's weird in high
2: school some of you guys don't like some of the high c2 school states, still doesn't where uh, my where i'm from we still don't got a shot clock yeah um they implemented into class b here in nebraska so class b has a shot clock i think everything from class b up on down still doesn't have it uh, they're in the process of trying to get it figured out, but it's just kind of like money. you got to have people to operate it. It's just kind of setting up the framework for it. Mm-hmm. That is a weird one.
1: There is another weird one. Uh, we play quarters. You guys play halves, which is kind of like we play halves in the collegiate level.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Also, the, mm-hmm.
1: the five fouls and then the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't do that. It's just five fouls and then you shoot two.
2: Yeah. I want someone to explain that to me too. Uh, 402-464-5685. Go for it. Why do girls here in the U.S. play quarters? Guys play halves. It is weird. And yeah. they only play 8 a quarters, too. Yeah, sometimes I think we make these differences between these sexes so so pointless. Do the, do the girls really need a ball that's one ounce lighter? Or is it even half? Isn't it like half an ounce? I don't even it's, think it's... It's I lighter.
1: Know. I know that. It's slightly smaller. I know that. It is
2: smaller, yeah. It's smaller, but I'm like, I see some of these girl shooters, and I'm like, would they really struggle that much if they yeah. have another? It's an ounce.
0: I mean, you see Caitlin Clark pulling up from 50 mm-hmm. feet out. Just... Yeah. Like... Yeah.
2: Doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. And if we're being real here, it's not like they need the smaller balls so they can palm it and go up there and dunk it. Like that's yeah. not that's not happening anyways. Uh, it's
0: happening a little bit more, but like even then, like if they're doing that, they can probably just two hand throw. Yeah, it. yeah, I mean, uh-huh. if they
2: can dunk anyways, they, they can dunk I've never understood ball. that. Like the quarters thing for the girls, the, the ball thing I kind of get because that just kind of happens. Uh, but why the girls play quarters and the guys play halves mm-hmm. is a weird one for me. Uh, yeah, I never got that. Mm. Uh let's see if we got something from the text line here. Uh, let's see. Okay, did you know women couldn't pass half court until like 1985? They played six on six, three on each side. Well, insane. My dad told me about it. Unknown texture 8086. We might have to do some history on that. That's cool,
1: huh? That's an interesting concept. It sounds like uh, it seems like, like that netball,
0: that netball <laughs> net, net sport. Yeah, that like, does sound like netball Yeah, actually.
1: although there's more players out so
2: 1985. Know. So, woman couldn't pass the half court, and they played six on six, three on each side. We got to look that up to double check. Don't, uh, the unknown texter. he's also saying that's, uh, from his dad. So, okay, <laughs> that know. would yeah. be
1: a wild way of playing. Basketball. That's crazy. Could you imagine? No, I couldn't, <laughs> but like you could guard people.
2: Like that's like a drill you do in practice. Yeah. yeah that where sounds like, like you, you know, you just rotate defense on one side, and if you get the stop, you go on the other side. Yeah. And, but no, but then you're crossing the half court line, but then yeah. you have to pass the ball to someone. So, that's wild we is we're gonna dive into that. We're gonna throw the break here on the Don <laughs> Athlete project. Because if that's true, um, he's doubles down, it's real. You only play either defense or offense. So we're no, gonna look at up. You can only play one or the other. Get a history lesson from 1985 <laughs> girls basketball. Uh, Shout out to work. Unknown Texter 8086. But we're gonna dive into that, talk about it a little bit on the other side here. Don't go anywhere. We got the Don Athlete project. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.
0: Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome back, guys, to The Vision with Killian Ambito. Uh, we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, X, and 961
2: Allo. Welcome back. Yep. And uh, shout out to the text line as we got another one here kind of confirming. So when we're talking about this girl's rule, uh, how it used to be different, shout out to Cameron for pointing it out. This was an Iowa thing. Okay. So this actually wasn't across the U S uh, this is okay. very Iowa centric girls. Basketball was different from boys. The girls played a type of half court game with three forwards, three guards on each side who could not cross the center line. It could only have two dribbles and had three seconds to pass or shoot the ball while boys and girls played played five-on-five, full-court basketball around the country. The six-on-six girls game dominated high school sports in Iowa. They had the marketed corner. So it was a very Iowa-centric thing, Mm -hmm. uh, but for whatever reason, it worked really well in Iowa. So they would play this... Kind of talked about a little bit like netball almost, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a little bit like netball, but that's very bizarre. I mean, that, you get two dribbles and then three seconds. To I was pass. gonna say, that's wild, that's quick, that's hard yeah. to teach. Like, a, that's very quick. A drill in basketball, you even just practice a drill where it's uh-huh. like you got two <clears throat> seconds to pass the ball, but you don't even have any move,
1: for, like, no. you don't even have any room for like a crossover, any kind of
0: dribble move. <laughs> you get one, and what it was, 1980s, that was not Nin- long ago, 1985.
2: Yeah, that's I right could... before the NCAA really got going. Yeah, that's when. Michael Jordan was drafted. Yeah. That's crazy. It's weird, though. Again, we kind of talk about this. Like, I guess part of that was just kind of the working class between the two. Like, it was a little different between guys and girls and, like, the hours of work. So, maybe that kind of makes sense. But, again, I think that's why we have so many of these weird arbitrary rules that kind of creep in the way. Like, why guys play half and girls play four quarters yeah. just to be different. Like, there's real no reason for it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the same thing about the basketball. I don't know how many high school girls would really care if you gave them a men's ball think they'd get used to it in about a day probably yeah, yeah. probably like it, it just to me it's always small things like that uh one one unknown texture 6062 just pointing out again it was iowa high school girls basketball played three on three each half of the gym so three girls played defense the whole time and the three girls played off on offense that whole time it was not the case in nebraska and again not the case pretty much anywhere else in the us so just yeah. a very iowa thing uh, what are some of those weird games that you guys Think that should come to the US. We kind of talked about Netball.
1: Netball should definitely. Uh well, hold on. While we're on the thing of rules as well. Go for it. The girls have recently stepped back from the 3.9. Their 3.9 was closer a couple years ago. They've recently come back yeah. to the men's line. Uh-huh. See, that's yeah. a weird one too. That, that's another weird one. Well, just while we're on the topic. But uh sports that should come here. Uh, netball definitely. I reckon rugby would really take off here.
2: That's what I always hear. I hear rugby a lot, but it just feels like Okay, shout out. It was the case in Texas as well. So the again, kind of back to the girls' basketball. So this thing was kind of weird at that point in time where you had a true just three on offense, three on defense. Um, and I guess it was the case in Texas. Certainly was in Iowa. That's where you're getting most of the stories. Yeah, just a weird era. 85, who would have thought? Girls' basketball was playing a completely different game, at least in certain states. But yeah, I think rugby would be a good one. Um Man, this must be a, a well-known fact as we got Jordan P. I know girls ball in Oklahoma played six on six, but it was what? more like three on three because you couldn't cross the line. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I wonder how far the six and six thing because what I was reading, it sounded like it's just Iowa. and Now we're getting Texas and now Oklahoma. we're getting Oklahoma.
1: I wonder if they had different rules as well.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure it's like the game pitch or euchre. Yeah. for anyone who played pitch or euchre, does it, you go to a different town. Um, you're going to have different rules. And yeah, Jordan B, it was the 80s. So the 80s, kind of a weird time. Again, kind of right before the NCAA really gets kind of that solidation to essentially run college sports, give it some sort of foundation. But yeah, 80s. I guess it was a weird time to be a girl basketball player. Depending on where you played, you'd be playing five-on-five normal basketball or three-on-three a version of netball. <laughs> Imagine moving states and going from five-on-five to yeah. three-on-three. Having <laughs> to adjust someone's rules. You have to play defense the whole time now. That would be kind of fun, though. I think if I was on, like, a 3v3, it sucked, though. If you get put on the defensive side, that's yeah. not fun at all. No, nah, because you're just... You're playing defense all game. Potentially Actually, getting scored on the whole game. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it could be frustrating. Well, that's why that's why I like 5 and 5 though, because you can get frustrated on defense and then go get one back on offense. Mm-hmm. And I like that, because you can fight with people. Yeah. Well, on de- like, if you're just on defense the whole time, you're just getting scored on, so...
2: Yeah, especially if you get posterized on defense. <laughs> you have nothing. You can't get... can't get them back. Well, you could block them next time, but... I mean, you might not want to meet him at the rim if you got posterized. <laughs> <laughs> you might shy away the second yeah. time around. And then you got all game back there, too. You call for help. You only got two other guys to help you out. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would suck if there's a big size difference as well.
2: Do you guys like the three-on-three three in the Olympics when they do bring that out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really mean, like that. Mm-hmm. It feels a bit harder to tell who's actually going to win it. Because one guy can just get hot in a moment's notice. And yeah. it's three-on-three.
0: Three. I know Jim Jimmerfordette has <laughs> yeah. some success with the USA team. Mm-hmm. It's good to see him there. Um, but...
2: So uh, he went straight to play for Japan or China right after. Who is? that. Jimmer. Oh, um, because he had a rough stint. did I know too he's well.
0: In, I know he's in Asia. Yeah. And it's one. It's it's either it's either China or
2: Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say played for. Might have been the shame. I'd have to look it up, but I know he's had a good tenure there. But yeah, speaking of which, that three on three, he balled out. He just did overall really well, uh, playing in Asia. Yeah, that was kind mm-hmm. of his run. Who are some of those other great players that we lost? That. We're on the rise to be something really great. Jimmer Ferdette, I mean, he had a song after him yeah, for a while. People were going crazy for Jimmer.
0: We want to talk about songs, Mo Bamba? Mo Bamba. He was supposed to be something huge. And yeah, then he was. Now he's... I don't even know where he's at anymore.
2: Where are we at on Bobo?
0: Bulbul? Yeah.
2: So you can never reach... He's got potential. He's got potential, but That's it just it. feels like he's
1: stuck there. It does. He, he needs to develop his body more, I think.
0: I think he just needs to be given more of a chance. He's mobile, too, but...
1: He, what about webbing he's still doing uh, i think
2: it was the shanghai sharks mm-hmm. nice shout out to jordan p and he says marbury is a god over there and i have seen some <laughs> clips it is kind of fun to see those guys dwight howard balling it up uh was balling oh, up yeah. i think it was for the philippines was that the team yeah, yeah. um or yeah. it was some yeah another asian team i want to say
0: oh uh, i i actually saw something crazy the other day do you do you remember Kyrie walker
1: Reed mm-hmm. Walker, yeah, he was big in high school. That,
0: that he was like the best eighth grader in the nation, best one of the best yeah. high schoolers in the nation. Uh, so I'm Mongolian, and I follow around with like the Mongol Professional Mongolian Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. And I just learned that he signed a contract to go play <laughs> no in Mongolia. Way, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that That's is cool. absolutely nuts."
2: He signed he's, a contract to play in Mongolia.
0: Yeah, he's in <laughs> Mongolia now. It,
2: Where did he go though? He disappeared for a
0: couple. He days. was in the, he was in the G League for a little bit. Was he? Yeah. And then he went to Canada and now he's in Mongolia.
2: So it is crazy. You lose track of some of these players. Yeah. When, especially when they're claimed to be great early on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm trying to think of another one here. There was another guy who just, no, never mind. I'm thinking of Charlie Ward. He ended up playing for the Knicks, but he had an option to go to Florida State, but no one drafted him. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole new, he, he could have done MLB. Uh, NBA and NFL he had the weird thing where he was too good at all of them and he never picked one Uh, so he would have played NFL but no one drafted him because they thought he was too focused on the NBA he plays for the Knicks has like an okay average career I think it was like 11 12 years something at that but yeah just another guy that was supposed to be one of the best of the absolute best and didn't quite reach that potential which is real bummer I think Mm -hmm. it would have been good for going into the NFL because he would have played for the Kansas City Chiefs yeah, uh, which has been a good run for him. But other than that, I can't think of any other players that we've really lost through history. Uh, I'm sure there's some more there.
0: recently, probably Amani Bates.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. He was, Bates.
0: he was he was big. And then I mean, he still did good in college, just mm-hmm. not what people were expecting. Yeah.
2: And, what do you think about guys like um, I'm just blanking out his name, Timmy Gonzaga, those centers that drew yeah. Timmy that mm-hmm. really, really good in college? Yeah. But the NBA wants nothing to do with
0: them. Yeah. Or like Zach Eadie or mm-hmm. Luca Garza. Zach
2: Eadie's moved up to an actual uh, prospect first round draft pick. I,
0: I have seen that, but... But it I, took a while. It took a while. <laughs> it took a little bit, but you can't teach 7-4. No.
2: no. Especially
1: no. mobile 7-4. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing about the NBA. There's, there's a lot of
2: bigs. Mm-hmm. so And you can get them mm. a dime... You know, you can really get them cheap, is I think where the problem's at.
1: Yeah, and they're more athletic. So if you're not really, like, an athletic big,
2: it's tough.
1: You're going to struggle a little bit.
2: But Luke Garza's been turning it around in the G League. He yes, has been he's really been nice. Good. He uh-huh. seemed like he was going to be a bust. Um, Killian, I don't know. Have you ever seen Luke Garza play? Probably not. He used to play for Iowa. It was a really, really good center. Um, Did, did he win the Woodman Award? Mm, I have no idea he might have won the Woodman award I think Frank convinced me Frank Kaminsky would have been the last Big Ten player mm-hmm. uh, to actually win it but I think Luke Garza might have gotten it as well but he just balled out was really good for mm-hmm. Iowa goes to the Detroit Pistons drafted does not good rough start and now he's at the G League and I think it has like five games in the G League at one point he was averaging like something over 32 33 points shout out to Luke Garza he's another big that got forgotten mm-hmm. but I think he'll actually make a comeback But it just feels like we're in an era where if you're not, like you said, that athletic Joel Embiid kind of big, you're good luck.
1: Yeah. And it kind of also feels like you kind of have to ride your hype throughout the whole way. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't, like if you drop off at any point, people are going to forget about you. Yeah. Like if you, especially if you're big in high school, if you don't keep doing stuff throughout college and even through like your whole high school career, people are going to forget about you pretty quickly. So
0: we were kind of talking about this before we came in here because the USC game just came on with Brawny. Yeah. And how much pressure. We were like thinking about how much pressure that dude has on him every game.
2: I'll yeah. say this much about LeBron: didn't help your son out by naming him Bronny. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I do kind of laugh when he when he talks about wanting to have a normal lifestyle, and I'm like, that's why you named your kid Bronny so uh-huh. he could live that normal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: that's where I'm at with LeBron. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan for all you the listening. It's mainly because I'm a Kobe guy uh, down in the DNA. So we got you got a friendly, friendly love hate relationship. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're when you're going through the NBA. You do wonder what it's like for the bigs, but they are making a bit of a resurgence, especially guys with Jokic. Do you think that kind of has to be the future model? Obviously, to that level, is extreme. But do you think if you want to be drafted as an actual lottery pick in the NBA as the center, you need to kind of be that point center?
1: I mean, the way Jokic plays is so unorthodox, though. Like, his mm-hmm. style of basketball and the way he moves on the court, it's, it's weird. It, is it almost weird. looks like it shouldn't work, but it just does. So, I don't know. I think...
2: It's a bit dirk as yeah. not in terms of the shooting, but just the it looks too clumsy for it to be that smooth. Yeah. But I mean,
1: Jokic has got some great core vision. Mm-hmm. His passing ability is amazing. I think that's really key. To yeah. be a big in the NBA. You can't hit a wide open shooter coming off a screen or a guy's backdooring or cutting, like there's no hope.
0: Yeah, because especially now like there's that uh notion that like big men are dumb they're there they're not the smart players yeah. on the floor I like think they they're just out there yeah whatever. they're just tall but, yeah but you know yeah. the game's evolving and jokic is leading the way with that hmm. some of the passes i see him making i'm telling
2: you you gotta get the fives let them be better playmakers because mm-hmm. they're used to those outlet passes yeah i remember uh steven adams well, it was might have been two seasons ago absolute dime to sga on a buzzer beater oh, four yeah. pass yeah give it to the big man they know how to do those outlet passes. they're
0: strong they're yeah big
2: you are big, strong, throw it there quick, really bro. good at the outlet. I mean, that's what they do yeah. their whole lives. They get the board turned around, kicking up the court. So it's one of those things. Um, and again, I think that's why when you talk about youth basketball, you always do a, a discredit to centers when you just shove them in the paint. Killian, did you ever experience that when you first got into basketball? They, they, they just put you on the block and you didn't work on ball handling. You didn't work on shooting, just post moves.
1: Yeah, Criminal.
2: That's a criminal offense to me. Well, I kind of
1: knew that if I wanted to play basketball, I kind of had to know how to dribble and shoot. So in a way, I didn't really listen to a lot of coaches growing up. And mm-hmm. like, if the guards were doing stuff and I was done, I'd just hop in with them. So that just really, really bothers me, though. It, but it as a did. player, you had
2: to recognize that. Oh, yeah. And, and that's as, ridiculous that you had to be the one to recognize
1: that. As a player as well, When especially when I was younger, if I shot a three, especially if I missed, I was coming straight out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not good, especially when you're like 15, 14, 15, 16, like just developing. You got to let kids shoot that shot. You got to let them make the mistakes, you know? And you got like his develop too. Like if you look at what Yanis like his his coach when he was younger, forced him to play point guard. And they lost for like an entire season. And then, you know, look at what Yanis is now.
2: Yeah, it just kind of drives me insane. Like there's times where if you got the tall kid, it's good. Probably, yeah, let him enter it. He can get some mismatches there and let him get some work in it. Um, that doesn't mean he's not playing the center and everyone has to be positionless, but have an offense where you can let what we see with Rink Mast if it's there, attack. Like I just, I really hate those. You see it a lot more in youth where they really just peg a kid into playing that center role. Yeah, and then they get so locked in on that, all their other skills just kind of fall behind. Yeah, exactly. And then if they don't hit that growth spurt, you just mm-hmm. got you got a six foot center, and that's the only skill set he's got. Exactly. So, yeah, got to be careful with it. But nonetheless, we'll go ahead and throw at the break here. This is the Don Athlete Project. We got Killian and Brandon to my left. The host, as always. Uh, what's the new? What are we calling this one now? The Vision the vision i oh. like it i like it all right so the vision with brandon and killian one more segment up next don't go anywhere
0: back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket
1: welcome back guys to the vision with Killian and Vito. streaming on facebook youtube twitch
2: x and one. alo welcome back Yep, and we got just a little bit of time here left. This will be a short segment as we wrap up Ticket Weeknights here on a cold, cold Wednesday night, 1040 O Street. Uh, and again, if you guys want to join in, last second thoughts, four two four six four five six eight five is the Sardar Heyman text line. Uh, and I want to ask you guys this. How you been dealing with the cold down there in do Because it's been a nightmare <laughs> just about everywhere else. Oh, man. I, I wonder- will say this. Um, just uh, I'll take the first, first anecdote here. I ripped the car handle off my Oh, door, wow. or the door handle off my car. It was so cold. I just pulled on it and just. Just just
0: this morning, one of our uh, dorm That's... halls, one of the pipes bursted, and oh. everybody <laughs> in the hall has to evacuate yeah. and move to the one hall that was that I just moved out of because they just built some new dorms that I moved into. No. Uh, that they have to that they were going to renovate, and now everybody has to move over there, and they don't know when they're going to be able to get back to their old hall. So.
2: Was it, they had a pipe inside? that burst? Yeah,
1: the that. pipe on the fourth floor that burst and then flooded the third and just kept going.
2: down. Must have had some bad insulation around that pipe. Yeah. Maybe. It's an old building. It really could be
1: building. someone not closing a window or it could just be old pipes. Who knows?
2: Yeah, when it gets to that stuff, I know that when you start getting to those top floors, especially when it's windy, when they start working their way in there, and like you said, old building, who knows if someone had an open window. But even if someone has an open window, you should have enough insulation, but who knows how much that thins out? Yeah. It has been cold. Yeah, and this is kind of borderline pushing it type temperature. Like even yeah. these windows here; these are new windows. Um, if yes. it's negative 20, they're not keeping all the cold air out. No. no. <laughs> it's... One
1: of my one of my roommates left their water bottle by the window overnight. The whole thing froze. I believe it. <laughs> I just left it on the window ledge, and the whole thing woke oh, up in man. the morning.
2: No driving ac- accidents though. You guys been good there? No, no, no slipping through intersections. I don't have a car, so. Oh, that's right. Nah. Uh, no nothing. How's Dillon this time of year when it gets cold like this? Nebraska's tough because you have to hop in your car. You have to drive around. Um, you get some tunnel walks. Or, excuse not tunnel walks. kind of wind tunnel walks between buildings. Mm-hmm. It can be a nightmare. Um, not not like Nebraska is bad for it. Or they could do anything about it. It's just the location. Mm-hmm. How's Dillon travel when it gets this kind of cold?
0: Well, the problem is campus is so small that, like, you know, not much parking around. It's close enough to walk. But if it's cold out, you want to drive. So you're just in a little mental battle whether you'll want to just go and drive to your class that's literally a two minute walk away.
2: <laughs> that is and, a tough one, yeah. Because I can hop in my cold car that'll save me from the wind, uh huh. But it won't get any warmer in there. No, I just won't have wind, or I could just walk a little longer, uh huh. That is a weird kind of distance. Yeah,
1: they are pretty good at keeping the the paths and stuff pretty clear, but uh, even still can get quite slippy. But that wind, oh,
2: the wind chill a nightmare yeah it's i can't tough. stand the cold would it you rather tough. do extreme cold or extreme heat extreme cold, cold. i'm being honest yeah
0: we we, experience, we experienced the extreme heat earlier this year and i hated it really like i was sweating before when i got to every class
1: yep
2: you're literally drenched in sweat
0: i hated it well, i'd rather doors, do extreme yeah. cold
2: oh well, you guys picked the right state yeah we definitely do that well up here in nebraska yeah uh yeah. but yeah as far as that goes uh, what about traveling? Has that been tough for basketball or just any of your guys' defense? I mean, it's been a nightmare for high school sports trying to reorganize everything because um, you don't want people driving out to games at 9 p.m. if it's, you know, negative 20 degrees, mm-hmm. 25 degrees outside.
0: Yeah, no, Um, our game last weekend um, against Mooringside was supposed to be on a Saturday. The next, you know, the day before we learned that it has to get postponed because of the snow because that's when, like, more snow came in. Mm-hmm. and got to it got moved to sunday off. yeah i don't i don't travel with the team since i redshirt but um you know i could imagine it wasn't a fun ride just because <laughs> of how cold it was yeah
2: yeah and that's the worst part i don't know if you guys have had this experience but there's been a few days uh, in particular sunday morning sunday was by far the coldest day and uh shout out to all our listeners they still stuck out listening some people and still came up and got some coffee on that freezing sunday morning but it was 6 a.m I just didn't even know if my car was going to turn over. Barely got it started. It was that cold. Get there. And I got about 25-minute drive. And I let my car run for about 20 minutes before I left. And another 25 minutes, 20 minutes on the road. So that's 40 minutes. And my car didn't get warm at all. Like, the heater would not keep up.
1: Wow. That's tough. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: it was better. Like, it wasn't freezing in yeah. there. But, like, I, as far as still heat, not, I wasn't getting warm. Still not <laughs> yeah, too totally yeah, warm. Yeah. the
0: worst feeling. You hop in your car, turn it on turn the heater all the way mm-hmm. up just to feel wind or ac that's colder than the wind outside yeah that stuff sucks yeah.
2: it was brutal but what's coming up next for you guys before we get out of here uh kill what game are you gonna call next so if people want to listen to you i know they can do that through uh, uh i know you guys do you guys broadcast the okay yeah, so where YouTube. can they check that out at uh you would go to don, don athletics, athletics on youtube don yeah. athletics on youtube and yep. then what's the next game it can be con uh
1: i believe it's northwestern for the girls and boys on saturday i believe the girls tip off at like
0: 3:45 i think we tip off 3:45 ah, they you, do 2:30 2:30
1: the boys at 3:45 mm-hmm.
2: okay so you can listen to killian and you can uh uh brandon is that is that one home yeah. home okay yep. yeah so watch watch brandon and uh, listen to killian you can do that one and what was the date for that one one more time
1: uh this saturday this so, saturday
2: yeah yep. and it's gonna be two o'clock 2 30 ish for the boys and the girls will take place after that one but that's gonna wrap it up here for the Don athlete project i'm harrison arns that is killian brandon to my left and this is gonna wrap up ticket weeknights here at 1040 O street so we'll talk to you guys tomorrow thanks for listening